0: So you want to be a Niners fan? Going back to the 80s, Joe Montana, Bill Walsh, Jerry Rice used to be so easy, so clean, so fun. Um, just Montana leading the team on big drives in the playoffs, winning Super Bowls by 40 points, not all of them, but you get the gist. Steve Young. It was all it was all wonderful. It was great being a Niners fan. You know, I became a Niners fan because of how cool it was to see Steve Young and Jerry Rice just dominate the playing field when I was a six-year-old. Uh, it was really the first time I got into football. That's why I'm a Niners fan. I watched that Super Bowl where we hammered the Chargers, uh, fifty-four to fifty-five to fourteen or something like that, and that's where my love of football and the Niners began. And it's continued ever since, but don't really remember that. And it's been almost 30 years since we've achieved the ultimate glory. So here we are. Um, People my age, under 35 or so. We've got a lot of good memories, but not any great ones. We've got. Last 11 years, five appearances in the NFC Championship game, two Super Bowl runs, no titles. Harbaugh and Kaepernick drama, that saga, don't need to get too deep into that. And then now here we are, after a couple losing years, we got back to relevance and success, and we are the league's biggest story but not for really any good reasons. The saga continues. Welcome to the third episode of Late Night Niners. I'm Nikki Niners, Zach, whatever you want to call me. Thanks for joining. Thanks for watching. We've got a lot to take care of today. This is a this is a, this is a big show um, for many reasons. I'm sure. Guess you know what the main story might be. We'll get there. Um, I was gonna lead with kind of a fun joking story, and I'm gonna do it anyways. Um, but it seems a little less appropriate now, but a tough week for Trey Lance in general. Uh, it started off like this with a leaked video. No volume on that one, but you get the idea. Looks like he's having fun though. And just for the record, I really don't care. It's, he's a young kid. He's just having a good time. Just kind of funny. And then, you know, we got to throw back to this. Year or two ago, Jimmy out in the town with uh, an adult industry worker. Um, so I think uh, I think it's pretty cut and dry. We have the horniest QB room in the NFL, regardless of what else is going on. But uh, hey, good for those guys. They're living their best lives. Um, real tough week for the Niners faithful despite the big win we got you know it's marred by something bigger and even lap dance lance and porn star jimmy jokes can't really you know make you feel much better about what happened on sunday afternoon but we got to get right into it i was supposed to give a content and language warning for that strip club video oh well forgot to forgot to plug that but now i'm giving the warning late i think that's Meets FCC regulations? I don't know. Um, So obviously the big story on today's show, as I'm sure it's going to be all around Niner Nation, is the Trey Lance injury. The poor guy. um, Just a QB keeper, second and eight up the middle. And just gets really unlucky. Gets folded over. His ankles hurt. Um, turns out it's broken. He's out for the year. He had surgery, successful surgery today, which was great to hear, but you know, you got to feel really bad for the guy first and foremost, uh, a young guy trying to find his way in the NFL and he's barely even got to play, um, in his young career. So it's just sad to see it happen like that to him. Um, you never want to see that at all. It's terrible. So. But hopefully recovers fast and recovers well and, you know, gets back to us at some point next year. And we'll see how, we'll see how the, what the future holds for this team and for him. I don't, I'm not sure I want to dig too deep into that. That's a real popular thing right now on the Niners Twitter scape in the world. Um, you know, what's San Francisco going to do next year? I want to focus on this year. I don't care about next year and who's the quarterback next year and We wasted Lance's rookie contract. Uh, Just please. I mean, this is football. People get hurt. It's just the cruel reality of the sport. This is what they sign up for. They get paid a lot more money than anyone watching this show, I bet. And it's just part of the deal. So you got to feel awful for the kid. And, you know, for the fans, I suppose, you know, it, it sucked for all of us to watch that and for the organization for their commitment and doubling down on this guy seemingly evaporating with one snap of a bone. Let's take a look at this unfortunate injury. If I can find it. There we go. they are going to go with Trey Lance on this play as he kept it and absorbed quite the hit. Cody Barton and Brian Monet both teamed up to... Put it on Trey Lance. And Lance. Is- Tough scene. Especially since he uh, gets popped pretty hard and you see him try to get up. See the offensive lineman try to help him up. He thinks he's, he's good and then he realizes something's terribly wrong with his ankle. Uh, you know, I had another video of him on the cart. Um, he looked very calm and, you know, he took it. He took it like a man. Um, unlike one of our. Favorite quarterbacks in this uh, in the Niners world, um, Dak Prescott. Prescott, who uh, cried like a little baby as he was getting carted off the field, which I'm not making fun of anybody's injuries. But I think, you know, Lance handled his better. It's the same exact injury from all reports. It's just that clean ankle snap, ankle break. It's a full season job, you know. So it's tough, you know, he's done for the year. Other injury news. We had Tyrion Davis-Price, the promising young running back who was filling in. He filled in pretty well. He, he didn't have great stats, but he played fine. He had some good runs against the Seahawks this week. And, uh, yeah, he's a high ankle sprain, so that's usually, what, four to six weeks from, from what uh, my experience following along with the league? I'd say that's about four to six weeks. So that's another another tough blow. Seemingly, the injuries just never end in San Francisco. Um I know that if you're a Niners fan, you know all too well what this is like. It's – it. hopefully that we can stop, you know. But Kittle, Lance, now this young kid, Davis Price, Mitchell, Eli Mitchell. I f- almost forgot about that huge week one. You know, we only played two weeks in a preseason, and we – you know, two superstars on our team. Well, I don't know Mitchell's superstar, but two really important pieces, Kittle and Mitchell – Already been banged up and Mitchell's going to miss half the year. Lance is obviously done for the year. It's just, it's, I know injuries happen. I'm I'm not complaining about that. It's the nature of the league. I'm complaining about, we seem to have had a higher percentage of injuries, especially to bigger players than, than the rest of the league since, since 2020 really 2020 was a real nightmare year, but it seems to not really have stopped too much. Um, even you date back to 2018 when Jimmy tears his ACL, uh, in week three against the chiefs. So, you know, Niners world is a, it's a tough world to be in sometimes. Uh, okay. Uh, last week, we obviously lost to the bears it was a tough game. Listen to Justin Fields here talking about Trey Lance, uh, taking hits. It's some serious foreshadowing. I hope fields, the betting man placed a little wager on, Lance's injury uh, that's that joke's in poor taste but um, listen to this it's crazy yeah I mean I got to talk to my boy Trey I think he was taking too many hits out there um, <laughs> you know uh, but you know I try to not take hits at all that's crazy <laughs> that's that was one week ag- one week ago right after the press conference Said Trey, Trey's taking too many hits. Hey, if the opposing quarterback can see it, you gotta wonder why why can't our coach? But you know, we'll get there. We got a nice little segment on Kyle at some point, um, coming up here. So I feel you know, like I said, I won't beat it to death, but I feel awful for Trey as a person, as a human being. You know, no one wants to see that happen. I do believe yeah, he's 22 years old. Everyone's talking about like the sky is falling. Everyone on Twitter is like his career's over. It's ruined. It's uh, yeah. I mean, this certainly doesn't help. Um, he's 22. He's one of the, for a second year quarterback. That's extremely young in this league. You don't typically see you know 20 year olds, 21 year olds getting handed the keys to the offense. Um, not that Trey was really allowed to run the offense, but you get what I mean. You don't really see them coming in being started quarterbacks. He's he's young enough where I think this. Yeah, sure, it cuts into his developmental period. And, you know, it's not ideal for anybody. But he's got a, he's, he's got a promising career out of him, I, I really hope. Um, it's totally within the realm of possibility. I personally don't think he – I said it a couple of weeks ago. I don't really think he pops off the – he never really popped off the tape to me. I never really found him to be, you know – I never really bought in. I didn't buy into the Lance Hypen. It's unfair. I can't you know, a lot of these people on, online uh fans I'm interacting with you know, they're saying I I was right. Lance Lance the bust. It's like, oh yeah, he played 3 games in one quarter. What the hell are you talking about? How 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 do you have any idea? He also wasn't allowed to play quarterback like a normal quarterback. By any stretch of the imagination in those games. Um we'll get into some of those stats. Um so, it's completely Unfair for anybody to be like that right now. We're in a, I called it, I said to my friend earlier on a different, on a different show we do EMQ bets, check it out. We're, uh, we're hot. We're hot, baby. Um, I said to him, I said, Niners Twitter right now is a, is a hellscape. And that's really what it is. It is. Interacting with, with some of these fans on here, reading what people are saying. It is, it's crazy. I mean, you got four different camps right now. You've got, um, fans who aren't fans who are happy that Lance got hurt, which is just sick. That's awful. You can be happy about the prospect of the future of this particular year with Garoppolo now, but you better not be happy that the kid broke his ankle. Cause that's fucked up. Um, to, to be fair. Um, so those guys aren't fans. The people out there really they're saying I'm glad it happened. That's crazy. Uh Then you've got these people, fans, not fans. This is what not. This means not when I do the the quotes, air quotes with my finger, it means it's it's like sarcasm. Um these fans now want Jimmy to fail this year. They want the team to be bad. What the hell? What kind of fan of a football team? I, I, what is this? Is, is this a soap opera? Is this the bachelor? You want team Jimmy, team Lance? What? Give me a break. You want the team to fail now? There, there, there's a group that's certain that we are going to fail, so we might as well just punt on the season. Oh, that's great. Yeah. We've had a ton of failure with Jimmy Garoppolo. Going to the Super Bowl, going to the NFC Championship game. Ton of failure. So, yeah. I hope. I, who would want that? Who would want to go back there? I mean, geez, some of these some of these guys can't stand the idea of not winning the Super Bowl. Like I said last week, we got high standards fans. That's great. I have high standards too. I want to win the Super Bowl every year. Who the hell doesn't? I mean, but in terms of some franchises out there, we're not bad. You know, we've had we've been very consistently solid, off and on, for the better part of almost fifty years. About forty-five years, so I mean, come on, let's 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 pump the brakes here a little bit. If we got to the second round of the playoffs, we got to the championship game. Yeah, of course, it's not the ultimate goal. It's not. You're still not satisfied. It still hurts when you lose, but it would still be good. It would still be successful. It'll be fun to watch the games and in the, the team and the players come together and went and get as far as they they can get. And if you want to be hardo and say. Super Bowl or bust, only way Jimmy can earn my respect is to win the Super Bowl. Okay. That's within your right. I'm going to try to live in reality world. But that said, we are going to win the Super Bowl, and Jimmy's going to win the Super Bowl this year. And it's going to be awesome. And, and I mean, personally, I'm going to enjoy shoving it down some of these people's throats uh, when it happens. But then you got. Back to the to the factions in the in the Niners world. Sorry, I got a little lost there. Back to the factions in the Niner world. So you got the people who are happy. Lance's it broke his ankle. That's messed up stuff. You got people who want the Niners to fail right now because Jimmy's the new quarterback. That's messed up as well. Then you've got people who think the front or the front office, uh, the organization, the coaches are to blame and all need to go immediately. Um, yeah, I mean. I got some issue with how Kyle handled this kid to start his career. No doubt. We're going to get into that. But, I mean, that's, you know, this team's had success. Uh, you know, be fair to Kyle. Be fair to Jimmy, mostly. Kyle hasn't done sh- much shit at all without Jimmy playing quarterback. Let's just be fair. So, yeah, you want to blame the front office for trading up? Three first-round picks to get to the third pick. And pretending like we're going to take Mac Jones, who looks fine. He looks like a solid NFL quarterback. He's doing okay. It's not, you know, it's not blowing me out of the water. But <laughs> we got a great comment here. Yeah, the Niners extended their punter for four uh, years. So th- that restructuring Jimmy's contract, we really putting it to good use. Uh, punters are really tough to come by a guy who can kick it 45 yards down the field. It's it is—it's t- great. I'm really glad we invested in Wisnowski. In all seriousness, though, he is a good punter. He's a pro bowler. He is a solid punter. But it's just it just sends a sh- crappy message when you brag about freeing up all that cap space for Jimmy, restructured contract. And then the first move you do is you extend the punter. It's like, you guys trying to torture us as fans? It's kind of funny, but... You know, it is what it is. So let's get back. Uh yeah. So front office, the people blaming the front office organization. They trade three picks to get uh to move up, three first round picks to move up, uh get the third overall pick. We go with Lance. <laughs> I keep get, I'm getting interrupted by the comments here, but I gotta put this up. They thought Lance was the starter, so they needed to invest in punting. Yeah, that is too soon, bro. He broke his ankle. Um, but yeah, you know, he's having, he's struggling to move the ball a few times here and there in the, this season, but yeah, so we, we traded up. We got Lance, you know, people, we pretended like we were going to take Mac that ended up being a red herring to the media. to go ahead and take Lance. You know, we put ourselves in this awkward spot. Uh, you know, a lot of people were clamoring for Lance to just take over immediately last year as a, fresh face 20 21 year old right out of FCS football that's not FBS that's that's the second that's basically division 2 okay that's you know he played one full year there basically before he got hurt and then decided not to return that year because he was an NFL prospect he played one full year at North Dakota State and yes the stats are unbelievable it's like 40 touchdowns rushing and passing combined and zero turnovers something insane it is stunning um those stats from north but it's north dakota state they also have the best football program in, we'll call it Division II, even though it's FCS. It just gets confusing. Um, it, they always have a dominant team. So, you know, that could just be a little, those stats could be bloated or, or held up by the fact that the rest of this team, that North Dakota State team, is probably just, you know, head and shoulders above the rest of the, their competition that they're playing. Anyway, you invest that much in a quarterback, you got to eventually go to him. Last year, he just clearly wasn't going to be ready. Jimmy was playing fine. Yeah, I know. I know. Jimmy didn't do great in the playoffs, and everybody hates him, and they, And everybody hates me. I get it. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, so you couldn't really go to him last year. Just And then this year, Jimmy gets hurt. You say you're going to trade him. You don't. All that stuff. You got to commit to Lance, so they do. And we never got to see we don't get to see. It's not fair. it's. You still can't evaluate him. It's not fair to him. It's not fair to us. People trying to evaluate him. People saying he's a bust. People saying he's bad. It's just, that's just absurd. I There's a couple actual blue check marks out there with, with, uh, you know, actual articles saying he's a bust. He, he played three games in one quarter. And he's 22. What the hell are you talking about? Please delete your article. How are you working for a publication? How, who's paying you to write that article? It's it's just just come on, guys. It's, it's as unfair as people are to Jimmy. They've been pretty damn unfair to Trey Lance as well. It's it's it is a crazy time to be a Niners fan. This is quite the opening monologue rant. But I told you it's going to be a big show today. Um, Got to pull out the notes here. Yeah, um, and I guess the fourth, you know faction of the Niners Twitter, um, happy Lance got hurt. Want Jimmy to fail. Now blame the front office and the organization, the coaches, I'm going to get deeper into that one. I I'm not too far away from blame the coach, not too far away from that stance. The fourth one is just, I feel like this is me and I feel like it's most of us out there, but it gets conflate. The other opinions get conflated because you know, it's a bigger take. It's a hotter take. It's a more, um, you know, it generates more interest when you say something, you know, out there a little crazy, like, you know, Lance sucks and he always will because he broke his ankle. Stuff like that. The fourth faction is people who just just want the team to win. They want the team to be successful and they're just gonna go with the flow. Um, and I'm doing that within that group of people. I would never wish for something bad to happen. Within that group, of people are someone like me who is a Jimmy Stan. I I want Jimmy. I wanted Jimmy to be the quarterback this year. I believe in Jimmy. I know. I know a lot of us don't. Um, A lot of people in the world don't as a football quarterback, I believe in Jimmy always have. I do right now. I believe he's going to be. I believe that this is better for our team this year. I believe that this result is. Maximizes the potential of our team with those, with those quarterbacks. I feel like this is our best chance to win a ton of games and go as far as we can. Yes, maybe it disturbs the developmental process of Trey Lance, but I think this is our best chance to win the Super Bowl with a loaded defense and a good roster right now. So am I happy Lance broke his ankle? No. Am I happy that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the quarterback now for the Niners? Yes. If you watch my first show, you'll have seen, I predicted Jimmy be the quarterback by week three. So I'm pretty on schedule for that prediction. Um, I did not expect it to be in this manner. Um, it's been such a weird start to the year. Sloppy mess game week one. Then it was rainy and windy. He breaks his ankle. Jimmy's in. We crushed the Seahawks. Here we are. It's wild. What a! What, not to mention all the off season. I mean, it's just been wild. This, there's no. There's no team that has gone through more in the past year, dating back to last September. I, there's just no team that has gone through this much as much as the San Francisco 49ers. I really don't think so. I could be biased or not thinking enough about another team, but I, it just feels that way, doesn't it? Um, normally on the late-night Niners uh, at the bar here, I'd be drinking a nice cold beer with you guys, but I've come down with some seasonal. So we got the we got the hot tea in the minor, Niners mug today. So I'm just going to take a sip here. hmm that's good tea. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, the Lance injury sucks. But Jimmy's in. Let's ride. Okay. Jimmy's in, he's won a ton of games. Yeah, I know QB win, QB wins and losses is not a real stat. Yeah, I get it. Whatever. Please leave me alone with that. God, that's everybody's response. It's not a real stat. The the games he was in, the team won. So and, and everyone says quarterbacks the most important position in the NFL. So I think he had something to do with those wins. He's thirty eight and sixteen. He's actually thirty seven and sixteen. But they didn't they didn't give him credit for yesterday for the win. They actually gave the win to Lance yesterday. So I guess the stat really doesn't matter. But <laughs> but I'm giving it to him. So thirty eight and sixteen. Kyle is just atrocious without him. The record is stunning. It's like it's like four and twenty something. I don't know. It probably should have looked that up, but. It's awful. Um, So this is our new reality. If you want to be a fan of the San Francisco 49ers, you got to root for our team. you got to root for this quarterback, who we, who is looking. If you want to get mad at the front office, it looks absolutely brilliant right now that we retained this guy as the backup. I mean, that part you can't argue with. Suddenly we got a starting quality, starting level quarterback in the NFL right here. And it almost feels like it's an upgrade. At least it does to me, which how many times can you say our starting quarterback gets hurt and we're bringing in the upgrade? I mean, Maybe Malik Willis today uh, replacing Ryan Tannehill in the third quarter. No injury, but boy, anybody would have been upgraded to what I saw out there from, from Tannehill. He may have fallen off the cliff. Um, but yeah, this isn't a Titan show. So we are here. We're here right now. We got to get excited about this season. Uh, I was excited, anyways. Now I'm even more excited. And 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 I predicted Jimmy would would be the quarterback. I didn't. You know the only I said it too. I said it too. The only two ways that happens are the team is bad because of Lance's performance, which I don't want that, and loses games likely to get benched. He's pretty much got to lose games. Or he gets hurt, which I didn't want either. Those were the two logical. Those are really the only two ways you're going to replace a quarterback in the NFL gets hurt or he sucks, especially the way they've committed to this kid. And they wanted, they seemed pretty adamant on developing this year. So I got my wish, but, uh, in a sad, sad way. So you really got to feel bad for the guy. We're going to get into. Oh, sorry. You got a quick clip. Um, I wanted to mention the players in the locker room, they love and support Jimmy. I mean, that is obvious. They've said it in the past. They always speak up for him. They always support him. Um, They were very silent this off season, probably because they were told to be um, amidst all the off season drama with his contract, his injuries, his trades that didn't happen. And then look what we got after week one, look what these players said about Jimmy. He's a pro. I mean, it's been this league a long time. Um, That's the reason why, you know, we didn't want him to leave this building is uh, we know what he can do and we know we can win with him. So um, what he went out there and did, he was just being himself. Um, No, he doesn't need to say anything to us. I mean, we know we know what it is. We're all professionals. That's the type of thing that happens. And um, you move on and and you got to keep playing. And um, I think he did a great job today and just, you know, proves is why he is who he is and why he's always helped us win games for the last five years. And, uh, you know. I, um, you know, thank God he's here because we'd be in we'd be in a troubled spot. I mean, that's those are guys; those are veterans on the team, McGlinchey and Armstead. Those are veterans on the team. They seem pretty damn comfortable with Garoppolo now at the at being the quarterback. They seem, I don't want to say happy, but I mean, this is a guy they know and trust and love and support, and they know what he can do. They said it themselves: win games. Play, play well. You know, Jimmy, it's it's win-now mode for this team. I think that's more than fair to say. Yeah, and the, the expectations are going to be high from the fans and the media. This team is built to win. The defense has looked absolutely unbelievable through two games. Yes, albeit against bad opponents. But we've got some big tests coming up, but we'll get into that. But. I feel like, you know, the offense was smooth. It moved well with Jimmy. It's, I feel like it has the potential, you know, we can be the team. We were something in between where we were in 2019. We were 13 and three. And last year when we were 10 and seven, I feel like we can be somewhere in between there. You know, I'm not ruling out 11 and six, 12 and five, i I'm not ruling out the division. Now, you know, I didn't think we really could win the division, but it looks worse. And I think we can win it now. Um, so, and Jimmy, you know, this is a couple things for Jimmy. He's got the opportunity to prove everyone wrong um, if he plays well. If he plays well in big games, which has been his kryptonite, it's hard to wash away that filth, that dirt of playing bad in a big game. You do it once, it's bad. I mean, remember Jake Delhomme? His career ended after he threw five interceptions in a playoff game. Never saw that guy again. I don't. Yeah, I don't. probably lives under a rock somewhere. So it's hard to wash away. That was just one game, too. It's hard to wash away the the filth from bad performances in the playoffs. And Jimmy's had bad moments. He still won four games and lost two. So, but yeah, there's this, you know, stigma about Jimmy. He can't, he won't. Not that he can't do it. He won't do it. That's what these guys are saying. They're saying, even if we do get to the big game, these fans are saying, we're going to just, he's going to do it again. He's going to choke. He's going to. Play bad again. Oh, okay. Then let's not even go to that big game. Yeah. Who? Fuck it. Let's. Yeah. I don't want to go to the big game either. Cause, cause if we know what's going to happen, why even go there? So I guess, yeah, I guess I want to go four and 13 with these other guys too. So, and then have an unproven 23 year old coming off an ankle break, be our quarterback for next year. So the future is looking, looking great in San Francisco. I mean, give me a break people. You should want your team to win. And I know you all deep down do want your team to win. We've just created this deep divide in, in the Niners country for some reason about with these guys. This it's I don't remember this. Brady Bledsoe, maybe? I mean, it's just this deep division. It is more unity in the US Senate than in the Niners fan base right now. It's absolutely crazy. Um it's an extremely unique situation for Jimmy. I mean, how often is a guy Go to the NFC championship game. Essentially, be, be told he's gone. You're out of here. You're not going to play for this team. You're not going to start, even if you are here. And then he says, well, hey, I'm hurt, so I'm going to get surgery. And they're like, oh, oh, God, that hurts his trade value. Doesn't get traded, signs back with the team. Then all of a sudden, we we sit sit down right here, going into week three, and he is the starting quarterback again for this team. I, I, I don't know. That doesn't happen. None of that stuff happens. Guy gets you to a Super Bowl, usually gets a little respect, usually keep him around. And we did. And, and you know, with that much success, that much winning, you don't usually see guys just kind of tossed aside. And we really seem to, to try to toss him away. But everyone wrote Jimmy off, and he ain't right back. To quote the great Geno Smith, who really had a great performance on Sunday, um, I think we're I think I, I think we're we're still writing you off, Geno. Sorry, Bud. Um, hey, and listen, there's some positives to take out of this for you negative-minded fans. Last year, you know, Jimmy he had the hurt thumb, he had the hurt shoulder. Yeah, whatever excuses. I don't want to totally make him and say it's a you know it's a total explanation for. He's made mistakes bad mistakes without being injured before too. It seems to be kind of in his DNA to to make a risky scary play or decision. But maybe he'll be better. Maybe it's maybe he'll be really good. His stats are good. His metrics are good. TD to interception ratio, completion percentage, doesn't take as many sacks as it feels like he does. Uh his his QB ratings typically not that 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 not that excellent, but the stats aren't that bad. They're actually above average in the NFL for a quarterback. Maybe he'll be better. Why not? Why couldn't he be? He's healthy, he's fresh, he's invigorated. He's got these the he's got the players clearly rallying all around him. So I have hope. I'm very hopeful. I think I think it's, you know, the homer in me is going to say we're going to win the Super Bowl. I said it earlier too. And yeah, I do think we're going to win the Super Bowl. But, you know, I have realistic and tempered expectations as well, but I just, you know, let's just get into the playoffs to see what the hell happens like we have in the past. That's my goal, and I think it's very doable. I think it should happen. I'm very excited. We'll probably end up signing a QB as insurance, I would imagine. Um, Probably some, you know, veteran who can take a snap, you know. (laughs) Some guy out there. I I was trying to find some info on who we were thinking about, but uh, I know we got Brock Purdy as the backup, but that, you know, something happens to Jimmy. We're really, it's a tough situation. It's quite, would be quite bad. Um, so yeah, we need to have an insurance option. I, I, the rookie at Iowa State, I don't really know if he translates well as an NFL quarterback, but we don't got Nick Mullins anymore, which I'm happy about. The guy was. Anyway, okay, where are we here? Yeah, we want to get into this. Mike, Shanahan, Mike. Kyle Shanahan pretty much has just kind of skated along as a, everyone's offensive darling for, for too long, and I'm done with it. Um, offensive genius, Kyle Shanahan always schemes it, schemes it up, schemes it up. Everyone's wide open, you know, can't stop his outside zone running. And this guy's a genius. Yeah. His record's awful without the guy that everyone hates, Jimmy Garoppolo. He's been fired multiple, multiple times in the past too. Um, Texans, Redskins, whatever, Redskins with his dad when he was an offensive coordinator for his dad. They got RG through. They cooked up his ACL real good. They ended his career, essentially. Colin runs for him on a hurt knee and forcing him to play. And, you know, down 17 in the fourth quarter of a playoff loss or whatever the hell it was. Just to Seattle, though. Um, Then Kyle goes to Atlanta, you know. Yeah, the offense was really cool that year, huh? Matt Ryan, the MVP blow a 28 to three lead to Tommy and co in the Super Bowl. Shanahan was widely criticized for dropping back to pass too much instead of just, uh, you know, there's, there's tons of little videos out there about how they, if they ran the ball there wouldn't physically have been enough time for the Patriots to come back. If they ran the ball on every play and picked up like one or two first downs for the rest of that game, something crazy like that. Um, but they didn't. He let them back in the game with some of those play calls, the aggressiveness. Uh, And it seems like, and they lost the game. They blew the Super Bowl. And Shanahan seems to have learned a lesson from that aggressiveness in that Super Bowl. Um, Not necessarily applied it correctly. Instead of being aggressive now, he is just ultra conservative. I mean, it is like, I mean, we're talking like Trent Lott ultra conservative. Like, this guy doesn't take a risk at all now. After that, he's, he's burned by that. And, and it actually has led to the opposite. It's led to the same thing happening in the opposite way. Our conservative calls, have are, we end up letting teams back in games. We go three and out too much. We, we we run on third and five because we might be able to pick it up and run more clock. And, yeah, great. But before you know it, we blow in a 10, 17, 20-point lead, which the Niners have done a lot under his tenure. So... Like Shani, like son, I kind of just mean that his dad was an arrogant jerk. There's tons of evidence of that. Mike Shanahan. He didn't, you know, a lot of nasty things were thrown around about him. Who knows if they're true or not. But he wasn't particularly well-liked by players, and it seems like Kyle's kind of trending in that direction. Um, so a lot of people are saying Kyle Shanahan is the reason Trey Lance got hurt. And let's blame Kyle Shanahan for the for him getting hurt. Fire Shanahan now. There's tons of that going on. Well, I think that's a bridge too far. I think that's a bit crazy. I don't think you want to disturb a team with this good a roster right now by shaking it up that crazily, the new coach. These guys know, you know, the system they're running with Kyle. And they seem to generally like the coach. Um, I don't think they love him, but they seem to generally, you know, it's fine not sure they I think they play more for each other on the Niners than than for and for the fans than for the organization or the coach but you know I don't think it's like a I don't think it's like a hate scenario where we where the players really dislike the coach um so yeah a lot of people want to blame Shanahan for getting Lance hurt oh I mean that's this is football folks people get hurt all the time constantly tell me one good player with any longevity in this league who hasn't gotten hurt. And usually for a while there's, there's a few, there aren't many, you get hurt, you get banged up at some point and occasionally, yes, you do get a horrible injury like this. Um, should we blame, you know, the Dallas Cowboys offensive coordinator for not calling a quicker pass on the play where Dak had to scramble. Uh, and broke his ankle scrambling because they they didn't scheme it well enough to get a guy open. I mean, yeah, I mean, I get it. Shanahan could have protected Trey Lance better by not running him a lot. Um, This season, 16 carries in the first five quarters. Um, And he didn't play even the whole first quarter before he got hurt. So less than five quarters, 16 quarterback runs. I believe like 10 or 11 of those are, were, were, were schemed. Were, were, um, I don't know why the word's escaping me right now, but um, they were, they were play calls for the designed. Thank God. jeez, designed QB runs. Um, So that's a lot, you know, for your young quarterback and I get it running is part of his, you know, is, is part of the whole appeal was the whole, it was part of the whole draft pick. You know, this guy can run. He's powerful. He's strong. Yes. He ran over people. In division two college football, FCS college football, he ran over people. He, he shrugged him off. He looked like Josh Allen does right now in the NFL back in Division II college football. But this ain't North Dakota State University Bisons. This, this is the NFL. These people are just as big. They're bigger than him, obviously. And, yeah, you could have protected the guy a little bit better. I really do think so. I think he could have designed a lot less runs. Um, you know, you want to evaluate the guy? You want to develop him? Stop babying him, you know? He was very babied. Even his last two starts last year where he replaced Jimmy. Kyle ran him 16 times in the loss to Arizona. 16 times in the loss to Arizona. Uh, That's too many in his first career appearance in the NFL. He ran 16 times. I just don't think Kyle Shanahan cares about the players. I don't. I don't think he gives a shit. The way he uses Debo, yes, Debo's so talented. He runs it great. He doesn't care though. He just tossed him out there. He says, you're going to run like a, you're running back and you're wide receiver. And we're not going to pay you. I don't care. And Trey Lance, we want you to be the future of our franchise. We want you to be a future quarterback. We want you to be developed as a pocket passer. I don't care. I'm going to run you 16 times in, in less than five quarters. And, and half of them are designed QB powers up the middle, you know, off guard, you know, not off tackle, not getting him out of space, not giving him a chance to slide, to save himself, protect himself, get out of bounds. No, up the middle, where you, there's defensive linemen and linebackers. These are big men. These people know how to hit hard. Yeah, I think it was slightly irresponsible. Some of these plays. Go watch the tape. He calls QB power a lot. I like six times in the la- in these first five quarters. That is a lot for a young kid. And obviously, so you want to develop the guy. Let him pass. Drop him back there. Let him pass. Find out if he has it or not. What's the point? What is the point? If, if you're not going to allow that to happen, if you're not going to give him a chance to throw the ball and, and find out if he is a pocket quarterback, if he can make these throws, if he can make reads in the NFL, then don't start him. Then just play Jimmy week one this year. What's the point? I I just don't get it. I, 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 think, I don't think Kyle gives a shit is my point. I don't think he really cares. He doesn't care what anyone else thinks. He's very arrogant and they think he's a bit of a jerk. Listen to this. Just because, I mean, you guys watch other teams in this league, I and mean, Buffalo does it all the time um, with their quarterbacks. Pretty normal play. Um, it's part of football, and it's unfortunate that he hurt his ankle on it. But it's was very Barry. normal ran play. You guys should watch some other people. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's probably annoyed. He's probably been asked that question about five, six times in the press conference so far. But, I mean... He's reacting to, you know, his play calling for uh, Lance getting hurt. Um, But, I mean, he says it kind of like a, you know, for lack of a better word, a a douche. Let's check it out one more time. I I think it's really funny the way he says normal the second time. So I'm going to play it one more time. Because, I mean, you guys watch other teams in this league? And Buffalo does it all the time Um, with their quarterbacks. Pretty normal play. Um, It's part of football, and it's unfortunate that he hurt his ankle on it. But it's very normal Ram play. You guys should watch some other people. This is a very condescending answer. And if you pay attention to Shanahan's press conferences, the way he talks and the way he hides things from the media, he is, you know, there's this air of, you know, arrogance. And I think that comes from being, you know, he was the youngest offensive coordinator in NFL history. Uh, I wonder if that had anything to do with who his dad was. Um, he's just been around football. He played football, college football at Texas. Immediately, immediately out of college. Got a job as a quality control assistant for the Buccaneers. He's been in football his entire life. His entire life. His dad coached. He's there on the sidelines. His entire life is just football. So he feels entitled and he's spoiled. And I don't entirely blame him for the way he acts. I don't want him to be fired. But I don't think he really gives a shit other than about himself. And, and yeah, of course he wants to win. Of course he's got that competitive drive. He wants the team to win. He wants to win the Super Bowl. But I think the outer criticism, he doesn't even really, it's not going to, it doesn't affect him. And sure, that's a good thing in some ways, but it also leads you to be condescending like that in in an article, uh, in an interview like that. Um, So check this out. We got this. This is a quote from Kyle Shanahan, 2021, September 26, 2021. That's almost exactly a year ago about Trey Lance. Here, I'm going to read it to you in case you're... If you decide to listen on Spotify, because you won't have a, a visual cue here. Okay, a year ago, let me get rid of that banner. Okay, a year ago, despite injuries at running back, Kyle Shanahan doesn't view rookie QB Trey Lance as solution to creating rushing yards. Quote, he's not Lamar Jackson, he told Werder. Trey is a quarterback who has the ability to run, but to just line him up and run him, I mean, the game's too physical. Huh. Oh, yeah, Kyle. Boy, I wish someone had read you that. I'd read you that uh, quote before yesterday's game, and maybe before your answer at the press conference. It's, uh, it's a little disappointing to. Um, it's disappointing Lance got hurt. You can't blame the coach completely. You can, you can imply that the coach maybe should have been a little more careful. If you got this guy, you traded three round, three first round picks for. Maybe you try to figure out if he actually can play quarterback and not just a running back that throws, which is the way you used him. You used him as a running back who could throw a bit. And yeah, maybe that's because, you know, someone on my side kind of thinks someone from my opinion kind of thinks that Lance isn't ready to be a quarterback and maybe doesn't maybe isn't going to be a good NFL quarterback. I still kind of believe that even barring this injury, he wasn't, Something was missing. I, I didn't like what I saw. I didn't. I don't. I didn't believe that he's going to be. I don't believe that he's going to be a successful NFL quarterback. And I sure do want him to be, especially going if going forward he's the quarterback uh, next year and the year after that, whatever. But yeah, I'm not going to blame the coach for the injury. I think the coach should do some maybe hard look in the mirror, but I think we all know that ain't happening. Um, all right, we can finally, I mean, I have really, I feel like there's a couple dead horses back there. I've just beat them to death back there. There's hopefully we get some dead horses next week when we play the Broncos. I don't mean that like actual dead players, but I think you get it. Um, so yeah, uh, we can get to, we're going to get to the game, you know, the fun part, you know? Now that I've kind of covered every nook and cranny of Niners World, um, we can get to the game. Great, great game. I need to edit that. Unreal. I put in the wrong score. How embarrassing is that? It's supposed to be a professional fucking program, huh? All right. <laughs> I know the score. Um, so, yeah, 27 to 7. Yeah, there's some turmoil, some drama, and some turmoil in the middle. When you know at the beginning, Lance breaks his ankle. It's like, oh God, this team is is totally cursed. But no, the team played great. We got the win, twenty-seven seven, the much needed win to get back to one and one. The whole division's back to one and one. It's crazy. Uh, Rams and Cardinals. This is not a Rams and Cardinals show. It's but it is is Niners show. And we are in the NFC West um, with them. They played crazy games. Rams almost blew it to Atlanta, and the Cardinals had an unbelievable miracle comeback against the Raiders, one of the craziest games I've ever seen. Um, So, yeah, everybody's one and one. It was a wild week for the NFC West. But, yeah, we really rendered the Seahawks flightless. Um, They didn't really do much at all, and it was just a pleasure to see. Defense was phenomenal. Offense clicked at times. Jimmy came out real hot, made some really great plays. Um, and you know, it was sobering seeing your guy, seeing the guy get carted off in an air cast and sad and stuff, but you know, he handled it like a man, he gave the thumbs up. He uh the fans were were cool about it, at least the ones at the game. Um so, yeah, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. And as bad as that was, it's a great win. We're not going to talk about that injury anymore because it's just, you know, we've beaten it to death. Um, Seattle had been 17-3 and in the last 20 meetings, which is just like, sheesh. I mean, I didn't realize it was that bad. I knew they'd had our number. I knew they'd owned us for a while. But I didn't realize it was 17-3. and was the last 20 meetings. Um so we play Russell next week. So that stat's basically his stat. So hopefully we can bust two, bust down two curses in a row. Um the Seattle curse and the the Russell curse. Um you know some quick notes about that game. It was great to see let's get the offense going here. It was great to see Ayuk more involved. Last week I was Worried and he only had two targets, um, played much better. He had five catches for 63. I feel like he's got a great rapport with Jimmy. Jimmy hits him and Samuel on those quick slants, quick plays, quick screens. And they, and they, you know, they're called the yak bros for a reason. Yards after catch. they're called the yak bros. And it's because they get the ball in space and they, they make plays, they make things happen. It's great to see him get the ball. I think I, I look forward to him having a pretty darn good year. Um, You know, Debo was excellent as usual. Four rushes for 53. Five catches for 44. Uh, We got, let's watch this Debo play. Very special play. Makes some guys miss. Incredible cut in the middle of the field. Here he is trying to make a man miss in space. And Taylor, and does. And has the first down. And Debo Samuel is inside the. You know, for a guy who just doesn't get that many opportunities and reps comparatively to other players in the league, you know, you get these guys with 14, 15 targets or these guys with 25 carries. Debo's getting, you know, five, six targets and a couple carries. This guy always seems to make one of those eye-popping plays. He always seems to make this this just big play. He seems to get just one a game. It's almost automatic. Um, he's just got a knack for it. He Did it last week against the Bears. He did it, uh, you know. You know, I still... I'm worried about you know, especially since we lost Mitchell and now we lost Tyrion Davis Price, the running backs. You know, I'm, I was worried about Debo's usage as a running back, and I think it's only going to increase now. You know, they also don't got Lance taking away those runs um, from him that Kyle designs. Yeah, you know, Debo's right back where where they left him last year, right back to his role as as hybrid as the running back and the wide receiver. I still think, I think I would love to see him used more as the wide receiver. Then it seems like a pretty darn split up lately, or or even more trending towards uh him being just you know a running back who catches the ball, so who lines up outside sometimes. But you know, we're gonna lean on our best players. And I know Kyle doesn't give a shit about, about the players' uh health. <laughs> so he's going to just run this guy how he sees fit. So hopefully that all works out. But Debo's phenomenal. Can't say anything else. Um, you know, the sad real sad part about Lance is the first drive. He goes down. He's moving the ball. They're cooking. He has a couple nice throws. Um, drive stalls out a bit, but you get the field goal. And then, you know, he gets them down the field again on the second drive and then the horrible injury. So we go up six, nothing. Um, and then Jimmy, uh, Jimmy came in, came, came, came in in and ended up playing really great. Um, really, especially at the start, he was just absolutely cooking. Um, just, I think he started 12 for 13. In um, the first drive, I believe, five for six, with this touchdown to put us up 13 nothing. Huh. That's odd. I thought I had that play. I'll cue that. Well, the play is gone. I don't know why. So that's frustrating. Uh, regardless, he throws a really nice 38 yard touchdown pass to Ross dewelly um, who played nice, filling in for Kittle. He got had some nice blocks out there. Uh, he looked, you know, he's always been a, an admirable fill-in for Kittle. Who has started to become a theme? Kittle's injured a lot, you know. Here's the play. You know. <laughs> Off the play fake. Garoppolo, he's got a tight end. It is Ross Dwelly. And Ross Dwelly lunging in for the touchdown. Now, that's classic Jimmy. You give him time in the pocket, he's going to complete a pass, typically. Um, yeah, that guy happened to be wide open. But it doesn't matter. That drive was good. There's a few throws on that drive. He converted a couple of third downs that were – it was it was good. It was good. It looked, you know, looked at what I'm used to seeing from Jimmy. Um, so we go up 13-0. And the Seahawks, uh, they, they're about to get back into the game. And then they throw well, – I think it's possibly one of the worst trick plays, I think, in the history of the National Football League. <laughs> It, it looks like Mike Tolbert out there throwing, throwing a pass but the former uh, panther but um, it's just a stunning play it really it really cemented the game like it was like okay these guys aren't gonna score at all like they are threatening there I was like okay this might we might be in for a, a tussle you know saddle might hang around and be annoying like they always do but uh, then we get this incredible play call by CS. Walker with the read gives it to Dallas. Dallas throws and is picked up by Mooney Ward. The Niners! I, I, I can't even imagine being a Seattle fan for that. Well, I can't imagine being a Seattle fan ever, because they're you know they're not real people. But uh, check this out again. Walker with the read gives it to Dallas! Dallas throws and is picked up by Mooney Ward! The <laughs> what a gift. Hey, we'll take it. That was just a terrible, terrible throw. I mean, the play design wasn't good either. Um, he, was th- he was targeting DK Metcalf. I wanted to make a special point about DK Metcalf this week. Um, I think he's the most overrated receiver in the NFL. Um, based on what you know, our expectations are of him, what, what everyone says about DK Metcalf. Like, this guy's incredible. Look how strong he is. Look how fast he is. He's such a... Physical specimen. He's a freak. He ran down Buda Baker on that. Um interception return. Yeah, that was a cool play. It was a great play. Um this guy's this guy sucks. He sucks. Russell elevated him. Russell used his ability. Um this guy's no, he's just a regular, he's just a regular receiver. He's like top 30, maybe. He's just a regular receiver. He's not, you know, a star. Shouldn't be getting commercials and stuff. Um I call him show muscles, Metcalf. It's all for show. It's show muscles. You know, that's all it is. It's like, Oh wow. It's like the guy at the club, you know, like that guy looks tough. That guy's scary. And then you go up to him and like, you know, you start fighting over a girl or something. You're like, and then you realize he doesn't want to fight. He doesn't want any part of you. It's just all for show. It's just, you know, that's, he's just this, this guy. That's DK Metcalf in football. It's just, it's the show muscles. He talks a lot of shit. He shoves you occasionally. But he drops the ball. He commits a bad penalty. You know, he... It's all very average. Everyone acts like it's amazing. Uh, that DK rant is over with. Um, but, yeah, you look down here. You see the offense. You know, we Garoppolo, good, pretty good stats. Uh, and then I wanted to point out here that Jeff Wilson Jr. filled in admirably in his first uh, full game for Eli Mitchell with... 18 rush attempts for 84 yards and he played really good. He had some nice bursts Mm -hmm. through there. He looked a lot better than he did against the bears week one. I think that was a, uh, you know, he played in the slop. Maybe he wasn't expecting to get too much work. So he didn't really look great last week. He looked a lot better this week. The offensive line looked a lot better. Still had some gaps on the right side, uh, but the guard play was much better last week. The guards were just getting smoked by the interior of the bears defense and it was ugly, but, Held up a lot better this week. Still got Jimmy hit a couple times, but uh, better performance by the O-line for sure. And then the time possession, look, 38 minutes to 22 minutes. Uh, that's awesome. So, you also, more first downs, better third down conversion percentage. Um, more We ran 23 more plays than Seattle, 70 to 47. Dominated the time possession won the turnover battle, you know, just, that's a good way to win games the way we played. Um, yeah. So the first couple drives, drives, uh, Lance was still in Shanahan, ultra conservative. Again, we get down to the two yard line, two or three yard line, um, you know, game we should win handily kicks from the two yard line to start the game, whatever, no big deal, whatever, fine. And then, you know, Jimmy comes in, Right after the injury, on third and sixth, there's a five-yard pass. It's fourth and one from, like, the 15. We kick again. Yeah, I get it. You just switched quarterbacks from one one play ago. Fine. There's excuses to be made. I just, this guy is ultra, ultra conservative. That's what this, who this coach is. He has, and like I've said before, I like taking points. I think taking points is a good thing in the NFL. But, you know, sometimes when you're rooting for your own team, you you want to go for it. And I just like to see him occasionally go for it or have a killer instinct in it, even if it's the beginning of the game, you know. If those plays don't work, I'm probably criticizing them for not working. And if they do work, I'm probably, you know, just ignoring that he even made the decision. So it's not really fair being a coach or having to make those decisions. You're always going to get scrutinized either way. Um, but yeah, I'd like to see him be aggressive occasionally. And then uh okay, so we go up 13-0 on that dwelly touchdown I showed you there. And we get the pick, the incredibly dumb trick play by Seattle. Um, we go score again. Kyle check little fullback plunge from the one yard line for a touchdown. Um, get up 20 to nothing. It's still the first half. I mean, the game looks well in hand, and it really never felt close. The defense, we're we'll getting to them in a minute, but the defense was just absolutely incredible absolutely dominant look at this here look at just look at these stats plus three turnover margin we only allowed 216 total yards only allowed 36 rushing yards only 36 rushing yards and they ran plenty they ran about 17 18 times and they averaged maybe like two i think 16 times they ran about average about 2.2 per carry something like that just a dominant defensive performance overall um and uh yeah zero points allowed only th- only only points came on that uh fluky field goal block which we'll get to in a minute we only had one penalty this week That's a huge key the discipline showed up last week was 12 penalties for 99 yards this week was one penalty for 26 yards uh on a pass interference go back and watch the tape on that pass interference it's an awful call emmanuel mosley gets the ball first then he touches metcalf on the shoulder he hit he gets to the ball he's playing the ball completely it's an awful call we really had zero penalties in my mind. It was a Played a perfect game on defense almost. Um, Metcalf just did, did the hands up, showed his muscles. The ref was like, all right, we'll throw you a bone here because you're really struggling out there, buddy. But bad call. Really zero penalties this week. So just an incredible performance by the defense. And I mean, yeah, we should play great against, you know, Geno Smith, who is a pumpkin. Uh, he's. I don't think you can call him pumpkin. I don't think he ever was any good. You can't even call him a pumpkin. Uh, he was... He's just, you know, he had a great game last week. Last week's game is the pumpkin, I guess, you know. Showed up to the ball last week and then clock struck midnight somewhere in the middle of last week. And then he showed up to this game and you know, no pumpkin. Uh, pumpkin's all gone. Or wait, no, it turns into a pumpkin. I need to reread Cinderella, don't I? Yeah, I'm going to stop saying pumpkin. Um, the, he didn't play well. And he, we should do well against, you know, Smith and that team. We really should. Uh, I'm glad we did. So Geno playing bad this week, like we all thought he wa- he would. And then uh, the Bears getting slaughtered by Green Bay. That was our Week One opponent, obviously. The Bears getting slaughtered uh, at Green Bay Sunday night. Uh, not even close, really. They looked pretty damn bad. Um, so I got this clip for us, queued up here. Bears are what we thought they were. What? What? They're what we thought they were. We played them in preseason. Who the hell takes a third game in a preseason like it's bull? Bull. We played them in the third game. Everybody played three quarters. The Bears are who we thought they were. And that's why we took the damn field. Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Just, just an all-time great video. It just escalates so quickly. He, he, he like, talks himself up into that that flip out it's crazy it's i love that but the point is the bears are who we thought they were i think the way they played against green bay and now i can more comfortably lean on the fact that i think the weather played a massive part in our loss to them and it was a big fluky game And it was just a game we shouldn't have lost and we let it go and they're not a good team obviously but we should be we should we could be 2-0 we should be 2-0 but we're not you know the reality is we're one and one we didn't totally take advantage of the Soft, super soft schedule to start the season. But, uh, you know, that's where we are. One and one, it's good. We got to win. Bears are who we thought they were. Geno Smith is who we thought he was. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get over to the defense here real quick. All right, so the defense played just an absolutely phenomenal game. The defensive line was more, just is as dominant as you could be. 36 yards allowed. Two sacks both by Bosa. He hit he had five QB hits himself, which is just incredible. Um, they were all up in Geno and the running backs all day. Um we they never really got anything started. I think they had six total first downs or something, man. Um just dominant performance. Uh Charvarius Ward, the big free agent cornerback signing from the Chiefs. We got eight tackles, interception. Um, he intercepted DJ Dallas, but I think I would have intercepted DJ Dallas on that play, but but it's great to see Ward play play great because we put a lot of money into him, and he's an important part for this defense being elite. Um, and Greenlaw, who was, you know, played fine last week on the field. He played fine, you know, in terms of tackling and, and making some plays. But his t- penalties—he had three huge penalties, boneheaded mistakes, all personal fouls—just um, killed us last week in that comeback by the Bears. He had eight tackles and played great. Um, wrapped up well all over the field again. Really great to see. And then the breakout performance in week one by Talanoa Hufanga, our second year safety, um kept it going this week. Six tackles, two passes defensed. Uh he was flying all over the field again. He was he's a he's really good at run stopping. He reminds me a lot of Troy Palomalo. I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I'm getting a Troy Palomalo feel out of him. He's fast, he's he hits hard, he's aggressive, he reads the play really well. I, I have I believe he's going to be a great player. Uh, just from these two, the two tapes I've watched, of the week one and week two, I am really excited about Talanoa Hufanga. Um, so, yeah, defense really stepped up. I mean, had to. Um, I, I can expect us to, you know, we're not going to score 40 points like the Bills do, for example, or, you know, one of those kind of teams. So they're going to have to be good all year, and I think we have the guys to do it. I'd like to see more out of Armstead. He hasn't done much yet this year. Kinlaw, you can see the the wheels turning. You can see him. You know, he's figuring out how to play defensive tackle in the NFL. I think he's going to get there at some point this year. But yeah, like to see him get going. And those questions about the secondary with, that, with Jimmy Ward being hurt are getting real plugged up. Emmanuel uh, Mosley's playing great. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about what the defense is doing. We really only had, we were up 20 nothing. This is another example of the Shanahan conservative play. We're up 20 nothing. You could really just put the game away in the third quarter. Just put it away. It's like near the end of the third quarter, I think. We can put it away. Uh, we fumble at the one, we recover it and we we end up getting back to the one, even though we fumble. It was the center's fault, not Jimmy's fault. I'm sure everyone on Twitter was trying to blame Jimmy immediately. It wasn't his fault. Um, and then on fourth and one from the goal line, up 20 to nothing, we line up for a field goal. I mean, this guy sucks. Just go for it. Come on. It's 20 to nothing. What you, you think we're going to give up 21 points in, in the next, you know, three, four straight possessions to this team who has done nothing all damn? Done nothing all game. You know, f- just put the game away. Go up 27, nothing. If you don't get it, they're at the one yard line. For God's sakes. Instead, you kick a field goal, it gets blocked, returned. It's 20 to 7. All of a sudden it's 20 to 7. I'm sitting there like that normal, like that, that normal feeling just it's I'm i I'm awash with it. I'm wash with the normal feeling. Here come the Niners to blow the game in the fourth quarter. It just, it, you know, it didn't happen this time. It wasn't even close to happening this time. But it, when they block the kick and return it for a touchdown, I go, oh, great. great. Here we are. Here we are. This is business as usual. Kyle Shanahan letting the team back in the game. Yeah, I know he's not, you know, on the left edge of the field goal protection unit, and he didn't let the guy come through and block it. But, you know, just go for the touchdown, dude. Go up 27 to nothing. Just give me a break three times we had fourth and fourth and one three times uh fourth and one twice and uh a, and a fourth and goal from the two it goes for none of them. It's just frustrating and then the craziest part is we're up 20 to nothing uh the drive before the drive we get the field goal blocked on the drive before that um it's fourth and eight from our own from there 41 fourth and eight from the 41 yeah it gets too long to kick a Robbie gold field goal. I guess you don't want to punt. It's fourth and eight, but he goes for it on fourth and eight. And he has just has Jimmy throw a jump ball in the end zone. doesn't work all the way to the end zone. Just, just bomb down the field on fourth and eight just doesn't work at all. Almost gets picked off, which actually wouldn't be better. But, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't get what this guy's up to. Won't go for fourth and one, but you will go for fourth and eight up 20 to, you know, give a team good field position who can't do anything. Just make any sense. This guy's weird. I'm really, really getting burned out on a Kyle. Um, Hopefully he hopefully he takes he takes note of some of these issues. Hopefully he's watching right now. Are you watching, Kyle? Kyle? Anyway. So yeah, they get the fluky touchdown return. I start to freak out on the couch, you know, because I've seen this movie before. But it didn't happen. Um great improvement to see Mike McGlinchey, by the way, just on his side. I talked about the offensive line earlier, but Mike McGlinchey, much maligned Mike McGlinchey. A lot of the fans have problem with the guy. Um, played great, great on Sunday was our best offensive line by far. Um, so he looked great. Maybe he was a little inspired or invigorated by seeing his pal Jimmy back. But, um, yeah, so we go up 20 to seven and then, you know, we alternate some possessions. Jimmy starts to play a little shaky, make some of those Jimmy throws. You see, you know, some of those under throws, overthrows, throws into double coverage, a couple of them, you know, you could still see Jimmy doing his thing. Um. Let's just jump back to Cinderella here. I know, I know I'm know, i all over the place tonight. Leave the pumpkin to the pros, and Cinderella is known as a movie, not a book. <sighs> I'm just taking a big, big L on the whole pumpkin fiasco, aren't I? Yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll take the L. I'll, I'll sign for the L right here. Okay. All right, moving back to where we were. Um, yeah, Jimmy made some of those you know, sketchy throws that he does. Uh, but generally, he played fine. He didn't end up having a turnover. Um, it definitely cooled down, though, in the second half. It wasn't you know, as seamless. But then we just ran them to death at the end. They couldn't do shit when they got the ball back. Uh, so I didn't have to worry about that comeback. We got the ball back. We methodically marched. And it was probably like an eight-minute drive, just marched down their throats, run the ball, a couple nice passes by Jimmy on, on short yardage. Debo had a good play. And we get down to the one-yard line, and Jimmy with the QB sneak to seal the game. Fun fact, Jimmy is 26 for 27 in his career with one yard or less to gain on a QB sneak in his career. 26 for 27, and the only failure was because of penalty, called it back. Um, So I don't know why they count that as a failure, but I I have it as 26 for 26 in my book, but for some reason the article I pulled up said 26 for 27 in his career. So the point is he's great at QB sneaking. Um, Wonder where you got that from, learning under Brady. Uh, Of course. You know, the GOAT, Tommy. Um, So, yeah, Jimmy's just – he's an artist with that QB sneak. I absolutely love to see it. He had – it was two for two today, uh, yesterday, two for two. Um, And here we go. Here's the clip. Jimmy ends it versus Seattle. Quarterback sneak. Jimmy Garoppolo puts it away for San Francisco. You mentioned that Jimmy Garoppolo, outstanding, brought this from New England with him. Tom Brady also been outstanding. Look at the joy right there. Boy, that looks like one unhappy and unwanted player right there. Those players hate him. God, I get why the fans hate the guy, I guess, now, too. But in seriousness, I mean, it's so great to see. The players just rally around him like that after the touchdown to win the game, Uh, not to win it, but to seal it. Uh, Good to see Jimmy back in the end zone like that. Um, People online complaining that Kyle shouldn't have ran our backup. Kyle shouldn't have ran our quarterback after our quarterback already got hurt. Uh, I have a feeling there's going to be some more quarterback runs or QB sneaks this season, guys. Give me a break. It's like these people haven't watched football. It's unbelievable. We shouldn't have ran Jimmy and we shouldn't have had a QB sneak. It's like, I've seen a guy get hurt in a QB sneak maybe once. Mahomes hurt and dislocated his kneecap against the Broncos a couple of years ago. Just give me a break, guys. We shouldn't have ran Jimmy because he's he's going to get hit again this year. Anybody who plays quarterback going to get hit. This is football. Please save it, Christ. Anyway, it was great to see that win, to see it sealed, to see the players rally around Jimmy, to see how happy he was. You know, I've turned this into a Jimmy show, haven't I? I knew this. Ha- I knew this would happen by mistake. You know, you can, plan, you can plan anything you want on your piece of paper here, but once you get going, you can't stop who you are. Um, so, yeah, okay. That's pretty much uh, – let's see what I got here. I got anything else here? No, not right here. So, let's go over here. That's the game recap. So, we're finished talking about that game. Great win. Back to 1-1. One and one. Just had to have it, obviously. You can't start 0-2. Really sad news with Trey Lance, but – we got to march forward. We got to look forward. We got to watch and uh, root for this team. It's going to be really exciting, in my in my estimation. So we're going to get to the next week preview. We got the Broncos. We're going to Mile High. We're going to Mile High. Should be a tough game. Sunday night football. Really exciting. Um, classic you know rivalry wilson against the niners uh, not necessarily broncos and niners the rivalry but wilson definitely is not much rivalry since he's got a really really good record against us i'd love to get that monkey off our back um it's just it's been really bad he's he's owned us he's such a good player um he's just an incredible player um he has been for a long time but he hasn't looked super comfortable yet in this new in this new broncos um you know, system with the coach who Broncos coach has been real shaky. The first two games, some crazy decisions. You're going to sign this guy to a huge contract and you, and they don't go for it on fourth down and they kick a 64 yard field goal in the first game. And then he miss and they mismanaged the clock all game. And then they do it again, the following game, uh this past game against Houston. So, I mean, they, they lost to Seattle and they barely beat Houston two teams that aren't supposed to be any good. So I don't think they look great right now. They haven't been able to generate a pass rush. Um, So we're going into Denver. I like our chances. I mean, we're getting two points. The the odds are San Francisco is plus two. Um, I always forget to toss up the – there we go. I always forget to toss that up. Um, Yeah, Nikki Vegas. That's, you know, my gambling alter ego. Um, You should watch EMQ Bets, though. We're killing it. Me and my co-host both went 7-2-1. Seven, seven, seven wins, two losses, and a push tonight um, on the two games. EMQ bets, we do five five picks. Uh, we pick the game, the total, and three-player props and a bonus little uh, first touchdown. We pick those for every game. We post it, so there's receipts. Um, we're having a great start to the year. So you should subscribe and watch that EMQ bets uh, program. You can find that on Twitter and YouTube. But back to my show here. Okay, it's my show. Um, I'm Nikki Vegas right now, not Nikki Niners. This is Nikki Vegas. We're talking about the we're talking about the the betting angle for this game. San Francisco plus two, the money line is plus one fifteen. I absolutely love San Francisco here, and this isn't. Just, I mean, I I gave you the Bears week one, I was correct. I gave you the Seahawks week two, I was wrong. So I'm not just picking Niners because I'm a Niners fan. I'm picking what I think is the right bet. And I think it's I think it's San Francisco all the way, baby. I think we beat them by like ten. Maybe 14. I think the defense just goes crazy against these guys. Uh, They have not looked smooth on offense. Jerry Judy might be banged up. Denver has not looked smooth on offense at all. The coach is a bumbling mess. (laughs) I'm sure. Look, look, I'm sure. I know how Wilson is. I'm sure they'll figure it out. I'm sure he'll see the SF on our jerseys and go, well, I know what to do against these guys because that guy is just incredible. And everyone says he's so weird and, and he's weird and. Yeah, he's weird. I think he's a really nice guy. I think he's a really good guy. A lot of people, for some reason, don't think that. Um, But I'd love to beat this guy. It's been seemingly forever. He owns us. I think we're going to do it this time. So I love hammering the San Francisco money line. San Francisco straight up to win. I don't even need those two points. We're going to win this game. I'm pretty confident in it. We're going two and one. Then we're going to host the Rams. Then we got Falcons and Panthers. So I'd love to emerge from this whole mess at four and two. That would be so so good. Go three and one the next next four games. You know, ideally five and one, but you know, four and two. I feel pretty good because the schedule week seven and on just becomes brutal. It's a brutal stretch. Uh, I'm not going to go too deep into it, but it gets very brutal. Just uh, it's um, it's like six out of seven weeks are just like a good team. We're playing a good team, so it's really important we win this Denver game. I don't want to go. Play the Rams, I don't want to host the Rams when we're one and two because then you're staring one and three in the face and it can get real scary. Uh, I'd love to have a cushion against those Rams, I'd love to be two and uh, two and one here. So, I think we're going to win the game. Over under is 43. I guess I'm going to go with the under, but it's you know, Broncos have gone under both games, Niners have gone under both games. Okay, we'll both go under again, whatever. Uh, I'm not too strong on that one, I'll just but I'm going to plug I'm plug bet San Francisco. Bet them to win this game. We're winning this game. We are just a better team. They got no pass rush going right now. Their offensive line is shaky. Uh, they're banged up. The secondary took a couple injuries. Jerry Judy got hurt. We'll do what we do. We got who we got under, in primetime. Jimmy always plays well in primetime. You know, that's people don't ever mention that. Dude never gets blown out in a primetime game. Never. It's always a game. Even if they lose, they're in the game. Um, unlike... Our buddy Captain Kirk tonight. Oh my God, that guy is a mess in primetime games. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, yeah, I love I love the Niners here in this spot, and just from you know, just from a game perspective, I think it should be a great game. But I, I really think we're gonna we're gonna pull away. I think we're gonna put I think we're gonna put it to these guys. I think we, I think we dominate them on on the line of scrimmage. I really do, um, and I think we run the ball a lot and run it well. So, all right, I'm looking very forward to that game and um, I'm looking very forward to that season. And yeah, this is a long, long show. This show is never supposed to be this long, but I got going. I just couldn't stop tonight. Um, Like, uh, there's that quote I like, "Like like the preacher said, I could write shorter sermons, but once I get started, I get too lazy to stop. Anyway, um, so we got coming up on the brand, the EMQ Podcast Locker Room Brand. Um, we're making moves here. We've got lots of shows. I'm going to try to remember them all. Um, tomorrow, EMQU, EMQ University, the first ever show uh, hosted by Bundles with guests Tony and BMAC. That's going to be a great show tomorrow. Um, Wednesday or Thursday, probably Thursday, I think you're going to see Pat Stan Inc. The Pats guys talking about the Pats. I'm sure it's going to be an insufferable show, plugging their win over the Steelers. Um, and looking forward to their game with Baltimore. Um, but yeah, they always do a great show. I'm going to watch that for sure. Um, and then we got our EMQ bets. We're going to do the Thursday night game, which is the the Steelers and the Browns. Um, yeah, I know on, on paper that sounds kind of yucky, but hey, it's two and one teams fighting for their lives. It should be a hell of a game. Close spread, too. Tune into that. Thursday night EMQ bets around six o'clock, I think we're gonna do it. Um Friday's gonna be Friday night flight, the Jets show. They're gonna be huffing some some uh some jet fuel <laughs> on that show after that game against the Browns. Oh, oh, my, what a what a comeback, what a win. Um hard to blame them. You know, the Jets don't win often, but hey, it was really cool to see. I was happy to see that for my buddy. And um, uh, they did an emergency show tonight. Celebrating that they had a celebration podcast tonight. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that, <laughs> but hey, if you're if you're a poverty franchise, you know you got to do stuff like that. You got to the parade's tomorrow. Um, just kidding, Tony. I love you. Um, so Friday night flight that show's going to be up uh, on Friday. You can catch the show they did tonight as well on YouTube. Uh, Saturday is our main show, the big main show EMQ. Um, all our predictions for the Sunday Sunday games and some bets in there and some uh, fantasy players we like. So all that good stuff. Uh, you can, if you, if you're, you're sick of hearing me, you can hear my co-host brutally make fun of me on that Saturday show. They, they like to give it to me. So tune into that. Um, and then on Sunday, there's a, another gambling show called Sunday slate. It's an inferior gambling show to the EMQ bet show that I do, but it is, just, it is part of our locker room. So I, you know, I'm a obl- I'm contractually obliged to plug that. So, Hey, uh, I really appreciate, you know, if you're listening in or if you're going to listen in later, um, you know, skip around if you want. It's a long, long program tonight, but I had a great time. And I hope you did too. We will see you next week, hopefully after a win against the Broncos. That's the intro. Play the outros.